In God's Word tonight, Matthew chapter number 2, we'll read the first 12 verses together. The story of Jesus and the wise men. And I'll go ahead and just tell you a couple of things that's interesting about Jesus and the wise men. We always assume that there were three wise men because there were three gifts, but there's no biblical proof that there were three. So there could be more or less. Uh, it doesn't really matter, and we're not going to get any fights about it. Another interesting thing about the wise men is, as far as you can tell, when you start putting the timeline together, the biblical timeline, the wise men were not present at Bethlehem's manger. Uh, most likely, at a period of time of, of a couple, three months or more, Past and we find and meet uh, Jesus and he meets with the wise men in a house. And uh, so when you see the nativity scene, don't start telling everybody their heretics or anything. Just understand it's kind of interesting if you study the Bible. It doesn't look exactly like that. Uh, but the most important thing to note is that the wise men did in fact come and see Jesus. And they come and they sought to worship him. And tonight I want to preach just a short message, Lord willing, a short message, and all God's people said amen. If you have things in crock pots, I promise we'll be mindful of the time. I don't want to be, there's nothing worse than making somebody upset when they burnt Christmas dinner uh, because you preached too long on Christmas Eve Sunday night. But uh, I want to preach tonight a message titled this, Wise Men and Jesus. Uh, there is a wisdom uh, in receiving, seeking, loving, and yearning to know Jesus. There's a certain wisdom in seeking to know Jesus Christ. And you've seen the uh, sticker, bumper, bumper sticker, and the little badge and the, uh, the sayings and the signs that says, wise men still seek him. And I'll have you know something, that is a fact. Wise men and Jesus tonight. The Bible says... In Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country Another way. 
Wise men and Jesus. The first thing I want to tell you about this story is, number one, wise men come to worship Jesus. Wise men come to worship Jesus. The Bible says in verse number one, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. The Bible says in verse two, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Now, these are some fascinating things here, but there are some wise men. These are folks with, who are educated, folks who have been studying astrology, folks who know a thing or two, folks who were uh, equated to people of great intelligence. Wise men were coming to worship Jesus. Now, I want you to understand something. It is a very intelligent thing for you to seek to know who Jesus really is. Folks, it's a sad thing when folks think they're so smart that somehow that they can deny the Creator, that they can deny the work and influence and impact that Jesus Christ has made on the entire world. And the wise men back in Jesus' day when he was born and just a few weeks old, they proved something that's still true today. That it is a wise thing to seek to know who Jesus is. If you're here tonight and you're a skeptic of the Bible, a skeptic of the Christian faith, let me challenge you to do something. You make a study of the person of Jesus Christ. And with honesty and sincerity, you read and study God's Word and see what you can find out about who He is. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe that God, through His Word, will change your life when you meet Jesus who died on the cross for your sins and was sent from heaven to be your King. Wise men seek to know Jesus. Wise men come to worship him. Here's a, some interesting things that, but, that jump off the page in verse number 2. The Bible says they were coming to see he that was born king of the Jews. Why did they know that there was a star they'd seen off in the skies and they were making their way to see the king of the Jews? I'll tell you why they knew that. These ancient orient men, as the song would say, these wise men, they had been reading Old Testament prophecy. They had been reading uh, the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, and the prophets, etc., etc. And they'd been seeing in God's word that there would come a time where the Jews' God would produce a Messiah, a king, a king of the Jews, someone that would revolutionize and change the whole world. And these wise men, after studying the Old Testament that was written thousands of years prior to the birth of Christ, they said, we have followed a star, and by all of our calculations, the best we can understand, this is a fulfillment of what God, the God of the Jews, has written in the Bible. And since this star has showed up and done some unusual things and and done some unusual tricks and led us to this unusual place. We're certain that he that we're seeking is none other than the king of the Jews, that God's word, the word of the God's word of the Jews, the Bible of the Jews has presented to us. They said, we're coming to see the baby, the king of the Jews. Wise men come to worship him. There's a little thing here in verse number two. His star. Look at the scripture says, we have seen his star. Now this thought about his star is pretty amazing. I have no idea how in the world God orchestrated that a star would guide these wise men, but he did. Now something to think about. The sun really is our nearest star. It takes eight minutes for the light of the sun to make it to earth at the speed of light. 
it's a pretty interesting thought that the light that we see from the sun, the light that warms us, it's been traveling from the sun for eight minutes now when we see it. The nearest star closest to the sun, folks tell me that I, don't, that I know, that know a lot better than me. I don't know all this. I'm just telling you some things that I've read. It's interesting, though. The next nearest star is four light years away. You know what that means? That means it takes four years for the light from that star to make it from that star to this earth. Now, you just begin to think, I can't, I'll never give you the answers. But think for a moment. It's likely and even possible that God in his perfect wisdom, four years in advance, planned the light and the positioning of the star that would show up and guide the wise men and guide them to Herod and guide them to Jesus and guide them away. His star. You can speculate all you want, but let me tell you something. The God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, is a miracle-working, all-powerful God, and He is worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our inquiry. He's worthy of our study. He's worthy of your time. And I'm just telling you tonight that wise men come to worship Jesus. They said, we've come to worship Him. Number two. Wise men come to worship. Number two, fools seek to destroy him. Now, when we come to this part of the story, uh, God leads the wise, man, wise men to Herod. Herod is the king, and Herod was notoriously a terrible person. Herod was a, was a, a very uh, evil person. There's some interesting things about Herod. Herod, he was given the title king of the Jews by Caesar Augustus. Herod, he was known for the fact that he had murdered his favorite wife out of jealousy. Not only that, he murdered his own son because he was afraid that his son might rise in power over him. An interesting thing about Herod, Herod did not love Jews and the Jewish people. It's a sad thing. Herod had ordered that when he died that famous and well-known and greatly beloved Jews in his city were to be put to death so there would not be rejoicing upon his death. Now, that's kind of how Herod was. God led the wise men to Herod, and they meet up with Herod. And the Bible says in verse 3, When Herod the king heard, that the, heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Now, Herod says, you've got to tell me something. These men have found out something from the Bible that we need to know, from the prophets that we need to know. Where in the world does the Bible say the prophets teach us that this Christ will be born? Verse number 5, they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is it, is it written, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people, Israel, verse 7, then Herod, when he had privily, privately called the wise men, he inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Now this Herod, he is one bad dude. Herod, does he desire to come and worship Jesus, 
The truth of the matter is we can see right through his plan. We can see right through his ploy. His ploy is not to worship Jesus but to destroy Jesus. As a matter of fact, when he realizes that the wise men did not come back to tell him where Jesus actually was, Herod in rage declares that all the Jewish children, the boys, two years and younger, should be put to death. Herod. What did Herod want to do with Jesus? Herod wanted to destroy Jesus. Why in the world did Herod want to destroy Jesus? Because I'll tell you something. Herod wanted Herod's way. Let me ask you a question. If the Bible's true, and it is, and heaven's real, and it is, and hell is real, and it is, and all of us are created in the image of God, and we are, and we're eternal, let me ask you a question. Herod had a great concern that if this Jesus, this Christ child is born and he begins to get power and and rule over me. Herod was worried that a few days of his life would be changed and his power would be taken away. But he chose to reject Jesus in order that he could rule and reign in his own little world for a short little time. But let me tell you something. Herod, who has created the image of God and is eternal for more than 2,000 years now, has been suffering the consequences and the penalty of rejecting Jesus as king. It's a foolish thing to reject Christ. It's a foolish thing to want to destroy his influence. What do you get in exchange? Your own way? For how long? I'll tell you, not for eternity. You see, wise men come to worship him. Fools seek to destroy him. Number three, wise men give Jesus gifts. Now, listen to this for just a moment. I'm not asking you to pad the offering play. That's not the emphasis at all. But God wants us to give of ourselves. I so love the song that Marley sang tonight. It's so precious to know that the gift that God wants the most is something that you can readily give him. Do you know what God wants? He just wants you. Why does God want you? Some people have the idea that God wants you because he's some kind of a cosmic killjoy that wants to rob you of all the fun that life has to offer. That's not true. I'll tell you something. When you let Jesus into your heart, you let joy into your heart. When you let Jesus into your life, you let peace into your life. When you let Jesus into your life, you let hope into your life. When you have Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have all that life has to offer with the promise of everlasting life and peace with God. You see, wise men give Jesus gifts. What does Jesus want? He wants you. He wants you because he wants to bless you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you. More than anything, he wants to redeem you from the penalty of sin and give you everlasting life. God wants you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Wise men give him gifts. What should we give? We should give of ourselves. Now look what happens. These wise men finally, they followed this star. 
They followed it long, and the journey's been lengthy. And finally, in verse 11, when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. What's the first thing they did? The first thing that these wise men did was they fell down and worshipped Jesus. The first thing they gave Jesus was not gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I'll have you know something. Those treasures were treasures indeed. But they were of secondary value to the first thing that these wise men give. They gave themselves. You know what the Lord wants? The Lord wants you to give yourself to Him. He wants an opportunity to bless you, to guide you, strengthen you, to help you. Your flesh is going to tell you that you won't sin. But God says, you trust me, you take my path and you seek to know me and you worship me and I'll bless you. What they give him? They gave themselves. The Lord wants you. You know what's interesting and what's wonderful? God wants you. He wants to use you, bless you, save you. They gave themselves, but then secondly, they gave their gifts. The Bible says, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. They gave their gifts. There's so much that could be said about the gifts and preparation for Jesus, a baby. To die on the cross for our sins. But the wise men worshipped God and gave him gifts. Let me ask you a question. Do you worship the Lord? Now it's not just raising of hands. And that's fine if the Lord leads you that way. Worshipping the Lord has everything to do with showing him worth and value. Worship him. Worship him. I'll tell you. You worship the Lord when you give him first place in your life. Oh, the wise men did a wise thing. Wise men and Jesus. I want you to know something. Wise men give Jesus gifts. And the old slogan is so true. Wise men still seek him. Let me challenge you tonight. If you're here and you have questions about the faith. The Bible, the person of Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, this Christmas, would love to give you the greatest gift you could ever receive, the gift of everlasting life. It's one of the most basic and famous verses in the Bible, but it goes like this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You're here tonight. Perhaps the Holy Spirit's began to work in your heart and show you that you're a sinner, that your sin condemns you. I want you to know some of the hope for the guilt that's in your heart. The hope for the concern and worry that has plagued you about life and eternity. The hope that you need isn't found in the Lord Jesus Christ. He died on the cross He was buried. Three days later, he rose again victoriously. He's prepared a place for us in heaven. And in order to receive and have the gift of everlasting life, all you have to do is believe and receive Jesus by faith as your Savior. The Bible says it like this. Whosoever shall call 
on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It says again like this, With the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. On a night like tonight, Christmas Eve, Sunday night, you could receive the greatest gift ever, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, may God help us, wise men and Jesus. I pray you've come to worship him. Oh, what a Savior. Let's stand together all around.